Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Frank is one of the most senior citizens I think I've ever spoken to, and he shares a bit about life almost 100 years ago, including what was shocking to me, the way he was raised by his dad. Well, first of all, I was born on the uh, 22nd of July, 1923, so uh, that gives you my age at 93. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, in a little country town on the north coast of New South Wales called McLean. My parents were novice farmers. Dad was a Londoner, and after the war, he went on the land. And um, my mum was born in Sydney of Irish parents, uh, and her father was a farmer, but that was that. So uh, life was um, pretty hectic when I got to the stage where I knew what was happening, uh, depression days in the late 20s and early 30s, things were tough. Do you remember anything specific about the depression that affected your family? Yes, I do. I forget what age I would have been, probably about nine or ten years of age. It would have been in the early 30s. I used to take the the cream down a, a, a mile from where the farm was to the main road on a little horse and slide and wait for the cream lorry to come along to take take the can, put in. And he, in exchange, would give me the empty can from the previous day. This is the cream from the cow on your farm? Yes, from the cow, from the, cow, from the milk after it separated. And uh, that was sent to the butter factory to be turned into butter. Wow. And you were paid on the percentage of butter fat that was in that cream. I remember on one occasion... Um, Mum used to often get a little bit of groceries from the co-op where the milk and where the cream went to, and they'd send it in the can. The can. When I tied the can on the little slide, I pulled the lid off to see what was in there, and there was an envelope in the bottom. And, and I thought, oh, I wonder what that is. I picked it up, and it was damp, so it opened easy. And there was a bill for seven pence. <laughs> Now, that's about five cents in today's language. Yeah. There was a bill from the butter factory uh, after a whole month's work, and uh, they'd uh, taken out what expenses Dad had got from, say, getting fertiliser and cow feed and one thing and another, and uh, and he still owed the butter factory seven pence. And I never forgot that. And um, when I got home, I said to Dad, I don't think I ever want to be a farmer. Yeah. Uh, we've worked for a whole month, for, and you still owe the better factory for nothing. And he was rovable because I had opened the can right. and looked at the letter, and I got a flogging for it. Really? <laughs> so that's one memory. Can you think back to what seven pence would be worth in today's money? Comparatively, you know what I mean? <laughs> be hard to reckon. Yeah, uh, but um, seven pence was the equivalent of when the um, currency changed over to uh, five five cents. What would a day's wages have been? Do you uh, think, generally, I'm not sure what a day's wages was in those days um, because um, most farmers' kids uh, got a little bit of pocket money at the end of the week if they wanted to go to town. Yeah, uh, and. Um, I know I was always very lucky to get a shilling and on a very rare occasion I'd get two shillings Yeah, and that was my uh, 
spending money on Friday night, late shopping night in those days when I was in my teens. How does a shilling... And had joined and, and had recently joined the Salvation Army. And uh, I would go into uh, Friday night, the late shopping and the, the open-air meeting and then do a bit of shopping and then come back to the hall for the prayer meeting. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, when I was 16... I left home for a few weeks. We had a bit of a dispute with Dad, and I I left and I went to work on a neighbouring farm. And this is something that a lot of people can't believe. Uh, it was a, a dairy farm, um, and the chaps were chap and his wife uh, were share farmers. The owner lived nearby, and we had a hundred and twenty cows to milk. That was by hand. Really. Um, and separate the milk and the cream and get the cream down to the road uh, by 8 o'clock for the truck to take it to the factory. But um, that work represented getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning, rounding up the cows, have a cup of tea, get into the milking, when the separating and finished and you swept and cleaned up all everything, then you had breakfast and then went out and worked all day on the farm, ploughing or chipping or picking corn or whatever had to be done, pumping water for um, cattle to drink. Three o'clock in the afternoon, you had a quick cup of tea, rounded up the cows and uh, did the evening milk. And it usually was around about eight o'clock by the time you got back to the house for tea. And I was getting a normal teenager wage of seven and six a week. That's 75 cents in today's currency. Yeah, for all of that. <laughs> was that five or six days or what? That was seven days a week. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, well that, was, that was just the norm, you know. How long did you do that for? Uh, I was there six weeks and then uh, um, we sorted out our problems at home and I went back home again. Right. The thing I know, the chap that I was working for, he was a Christian chap. I hated leaving because he was so good, so nice to work with. Really. Uh, and when he when I told him I was going back home, he said, "Oh, he said I want you to stay." He said, "My wife's just come home. She's got a young baby." He said, "I'm going to have the extra milking and that to do." And he said, uh, "I'll raise I'll raise your wage to twelve and six a week if you'll stay." And I wow. said, "Look, I promised Dad I'll be home, so that was that." Wow. Now that was nearly double. Wow. Uh, that was a bit of a contrast to my father was a a very difficult character and uh, you can never do anything right for him. So really? <laughs> that was a big temptation, but I went home anyway. They say blood's thicker than water, so that's how that worked out. Did that affect your self-esteem? Not particularly uh, at that stage. Perhaps in memory later on it might have a little bit... I think what affected my self-esteem mainly was the fact that uh, no matter what I did for my father, it was wrong. Yeah. And he had a heavy hand. Yeah. And uh, something disagreed him with it. That hand covered my ear and it would knock me to the ground sometimes. Wow. And my hearing has... Um, I've still got fairly good hearing, but the uh, uh, the eardrums have been distorted from the compression of wax when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, no. And so I have difficulty sometimes in f understanding uh, different dialects. 
Um, but anyway, that's another story. That's a bit of Frank's story. Everyone has a story. Let us know yours. Email us from our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio. When I heard the way that Frank's dad raised him, I renewed my vow to raise my little boy in a way that would build him up, encourage him, and I renewed my vow to be kind, patient, and loving to my little boy no matter what. 